Welcome to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by your partnerships. Here is your host, Lee Randall Pybus. Okay, so welcome to the show today. This is the 50th episode. This is a landmark episode. And so much so I wanted to bring on a certain person for this episode, someone who is really, really experienced in business. Uh, we're going to be talking about LinkedIn a little bit later on, but it is uh, Jennifer. How do I pronounce your surname? Is it called? Cor- Cor- Don't worry, Lee. It's one of those. It's Corcoran. Corcoran. That's it's beautiful. Beautiful. I, I knew I had a friend of mine who had the same surname, but he was Corcoran. So uh, I didn't exactly. want to get it wrong. No, don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how, you know, your business experience, your achievements as well, because you've won lots of awards as well. I'm so I'm a LinkedIn trainer and strategist and I've been in business for nearly four years now and I help mainly entrepreneurs, executives, job seekers, students and organisations just learn how to polish up their LinkedIn profiles and to connect with finesse. I, I don't believe in a one size fits all approach when it comes to LinkedIn so I'm very much about finding a way that suits your personality. Uh, I'm all about organic reach. I love milking the free version of LinkedIn um, and just helping people to tap into the platform for free. And uh, prior to being a LinkedIn trainer, I if I don't want to bore you with my life story, but back in Ireland, I'm from Dublin, I studied English and French at uni. And when I graduated, I ended up working on a technology magazine over in Dublin. And I was an editor's assistant. And I decided to move to the UK about 18, 19 years ago. So when I moved over to the UK, I just couldn't break into publishing at all. So I rebranded myself as a high level personal assistant. And that's what I did in London for about 15 years. And that's when I started to first use LinkedIn to connect with my colleagues around the world, then our clients, suppliers, partners, anyone I thought was interesting trainers just anyone that really interested me mm-hmm. and that's where I fought, fell in love with the potential of LinkedIn really and for years when I first started to use it I used mainly messenger so I had a strong profile and used messenger and that worked great for me and as you mentioned I was lucky enough to win a few awards so I went on to become the most network PA in London and that was from LinkedIn and then I won a National Rising Stars, um, National Rising Star Award, sorry, from a women's network called We Are the City. And then I became one of Pittman Training's global super achievers just because of my love of LinkedIn and the online world. I think because I'm an introvert, even though I'm chatty, I feel really comfortable online because I can filter what I say and try to put my best foot forward. So that's why I kind of fell in love with online and then fast forward a few years I had back surgery and um, I had to take six months off work after the op I slipped slipped a disc and I had to get the disc taken out so I had to really lie flat on my back for about 30 days after the op and it gave me a lot of time to think like the pandemic and I was like where what am I doing in my life where am I going <laughs> and I knew that I was in financial services but it wasn't really my passion um, I was good at my job. I was well paid, but it just didn't spark any joy, to quote Marie Kondo. And <laughs> um, so I just thought, yeah, what am I doing? And I realized, you know, I love social media. I've studied about 15 courses as a hobby. I'm good at it. You know, I, I, I know a lot of people struggle with it 
compared to any of the other social media platforms people have to have they seem to have a massive mindset block when it comes to LinkedIn mm. putting themselves on there and I just thought I want to help people to get over themselves and to toot their horns because only when I learned to kind of show up and be visible on LinkedIn did it start to help me like you know I got amazing opportunities it just helped me to do my job better and likewise in my business it's led to amazing opportunities as well so yeah that's kind of how I came full circle nothing to do with my English and French degree but I suppose <laughs> it's all communications <laughs> all people and connecting oh fantastic so um so yeah that slip disc thing blimey you, you then you've had experience already at being locked down in in one place not being yeah. able to go out <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so yes, what I what I love is the fact that you've got so much experience with LinkedIn and, and you pass it on to people now. You you know you're a LinkedIn trainer. So we'll go go through some things that people might want to know about LinkedIn today. Um so let's let's start off with this. If someone is new to LinkedIn, what steps should they take first from building their profile to creating their first posts? I think yeah, it's all about starting with your profile first and building a solid foundation before you start worrying about the posts and putting out stuff on the home feed. And I think the first thing is to do your research because a lot of people come to LinkedIn and they don't really know why they're on LinkedIn. So you have to ask yourself, is it to get business um, for your product or services? Is it to build a network? Is it to raise your brand awareness? Um, to be perceived as a thought leader or an expert so I think be clear on, on your goal for number one because a lot of people don't really know why they're, why they're on mm -hmm. it and then it's all about figuring out what are your keywords so um, a lot of business owners don't do that research into their own brand what they stand for and also what their customers are looking for so okay. I'll give you an example when I first launched I call myself like a LinkedIn consultant for a long time and then I realized People aren't looking for a LinkedIn consultant, they're looking for a LinkedIn trainer. So it's all about, you know, a lot of people will call themselves, for example, a coach, but your clients might call you a consultant. So it's about doing your research and knowing what do my clients call me, not, not what do I call myself. So maybe doing a survey of your existing clients and saying to them, you know, how did you find me when you went onto Google or LinkedIn? What mm -hmm. keywords did you type in for me to show up? And then you need to make sure those keywords are throughout your profile so that you give yourself that chance of showing up in search when people are looking for somebody. And those keywords need to be everywhere, really. So they need to be in your headline. You can put them in the cover banner, the photo behind your headshot as well. So people can see at a glance what you do have them also in your about summary section, also your current experience section, you'd have those keywords in there. And then the endorsement and skill section, just making sure that's fully optimized and you've got the right keywords in there. And likewise in your recommendations. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people are stuck on keywords and they're like, what are keywords? The best way to describe, describe it really is, um, if you were looking for a job and you brought up a job spec, and at the very bottom of the job spec, you'll see required skills, okay, or requ required, um, you know, qualities or qualifications. And looking down, they will list, you know, you need experience in whatever Microsoft Outlook, Excel, PowerPoint. So for a job seeker, they are the, the skills they need to make sure that are on their profile. And likewise, for a business owner, you need to know what are people coming to you for? what you know for me obviously it's LinkedIn training but I also have in um, LinkedIn profile optimization LinkedIn consultancy 
uh, virtual training. It's about being really clear on your keywords and doing your research and just making sure that you're show, like showing up in search. So then once you've got your profile up and running, I would say fill it out as much as possible to give yourself the best chance of showing up. I hear a lot of people saying to me, oh, I don't want to go on too long in my summary. It's boring. And I'm like, no, you've got 2,600 characters for a reason. Use yep. them. And likewise, your headline, you've got 220 characters in your headline. And your headline's a lot more than just your job title. It's like an ABC formula of, you know, what do you do? Who do you help? And how can you help them? So I would say use all the character space if you can, because it's all about, being found so it's very similar to a website if you're a business owner you will be aware of search engine optimization for the copy that's on the front of your website but it also needs to you need to have those keywords and save your photos in a certain way so that you show up in the back end of of the website and in google and linkedin works the same it's all about that search engine working and then as well about having the right branding as well so when someone lands on your profile You've got a nice visual effect as well when it comes to your cover banner and your headshot. You look professional and you look the part. And I think only when you've got your profile fully optimized should you really start posting. And a lot of people do it in the wrong order. They come, they've got a very poorly like optimized profile. It's not filled out. It's not clear. Um, they don't have a great headshot or it's a selfie. They don't have a cover banner. They're not really putting themselves in their best light. And then they start to post and then they say, it's not working for me. Mm. It's because you don't look credible when people, you could have the best content in the world on the home feed on LinkedIn, but people are ultimately going to come back and click on your profile, which is your ultimate content. And if your profile doesn't appeal to them, they're going to click off straight away. So you've wasted your time. So I would say you yeah, build a strong foundation first mm -hmm. with the profile and the LinkedIn company page, and then start to post. And when you start to post, it's about serving your ideal client. So it's about speaking to them um, giving value. If you're really stuck, like FAQs are always a good source of content. You know, what questions do people ask you the whole time? If you can answer those questions in videos or little written posts or articles or create a branded PDF and share some tips, people will always appreciate that. So it's, your content has to be all about your customer and not necessarily about you and self-promotion. So the ideal ratio, I would say, people might have heard of the 80-20 rule, and that means 80% of the time you need to be inspiring, educating, motivating, entertaining, and then 20% of the time on LinkedIn is a soft push about you. So just say we're, we're on LinkedIn Monday to Friday. So four days of the week is about you giving value, 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 give, give, give. One day of the week is a soft push about one of your services. So that's the ratio you need, whereas a lot of people come and do it the wrong way around. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, people aren't engaging. But it's because people are so bored of you self-promoting. <laughs> so very long-winded answer. Oh, hopefully that helps. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually made me open my eyes as well, because um. I I never looked at it like that before, um, like doing the research and everything. And and I'm on LinkedIn and, and I must have put keywords in there that I didn't realize because um, every week I get like an email saying you've appeared in hundred and something searches this week. So they must be typing something that brings me up. 
Yeah, it's probably in your skill section because I think a lot of people, they keep the skills from when they were an employee and okay. that skill may not necessarily be relevant now, you know? So it's always good to have a look and see what you have because you might look through them and go, do you know what? I hate whatever accountancy. I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't want to be found for that. So yeah, have a look at your endorsement and skill section and give it a little tweak. I oh, will do. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, you've touched on this a little bit with um, obviously the keywords and everything, but what is the best way to increase visibility? Um, it's all about giving value, really. Um, I think a lot of people come to LinkedIn with a what's in it for me approach. But it doesn't work like that. It's you really have to create a, a community. And the way you do that is number one, through your profile and your company page. Number two, um, participating. So you have to network on LinkedIn to get it fully working for you. And there are three ways you can network. Number one, on the home feed. So there's a variety of ways you can do that with posts, blogs, videos. Simply engaging on other people's content is a great way to network as well, because every time you drop a comment, people see your headshot and your headline, mm -hmm. and they might reach out to you on the back of that. Um, another way is Messenger. It's fantastic. You can send written messages, audio voice notes, video messages, and it's super powerful if you tap into it. And then another way to network is groups. Um, and a lot of people kind of slag off groups on LinkedIn. But for me, it's not so much the content in the groups, it's the people in the groups. So I always go and have a look um, at the people and reach out and build my network with people who are in organizations that I belong to or associations I belong to, because you've already got that connection. So yeah, it's about participating. And then it's about being social, you know, not collecting connections, but actually building a relationship with them and talking with them and, you know, asking them how, how you can help. And it's about being consistent. So it's about you figuring out what feels right for you. Um, maybe you want to do a post, I don't know, every day, Monday to Friday, maybe once a week is enough or even once a month. I know some people who do some amazing posts and it's only once a month, but they really stand out and they've built their network because that post gives tremendous value. So just as you would attend like a face-to-face -face event, um, weekly, monthly, whatever, if you do the same thing online, it helps to build that know, like, and trust factor and people start to, to buy into you and your credibility and what you do. And um, that's it really, that is the formula really, just solid foundation, network, be social, be a human being <laughs> and don't go in with that like sell, sell, sell mentality. Don't go straight into a sell because you remember it's a network at the end of the day. And I think when you go to a face to face event and somebody comes up and you're swapping cards and they launch into it and you just think, Do you know what? I just want to have a bit of chit chat first. Mm. I want to know where did you come from? You know, what's that you're drinking? What's the weather? You know, the general chit chat. And you need that on LinkedIn as well to, to start to build that relationship. If you go, you know, straight into this is my product or service, you can turn people off. Um, so yeah, it's about building that relationship and being a human being and being prepared for a little bit of chit chat at the start. I think a lot of people, they just want quick results and you can get them, but you might have to do a little bit of chit chat and one or two messages first just to build that rapport. Yeah. And that helps you to be um, visible. I think you don't want to be visible for the wrong reasons and going, like I said, going straight in with that sales message, because that is just such a turn off. And you have to realize when you message somebody on LinkedIn, you are interrupting their day. Okay. They're in the middle of doing their work or their job. They get a message from you. 
you have to add value okay that message has to be good mm. <laughs> it has to be i've got something to help you not like join my program join my course unless it's amazing value and you think it's going to help them and um, so always be mindful of what you're saying because you are interrupting people and you are interrupting their day so you want it to be positive and if a written message maybe feels a bit awkward for you i would say voice notes they're amazing because people get to hear the tone of your voice <laughs> short and sweet a 10 second um audio like this podcast and people will trust you more because it's personalized as well you've actually taken the time a little bit of effort you haven't copied or pasted a message i know some people they create generic kind of video introductions and i think they worked about two years ago they were a bit like <laughs> then it was like oh wow it's really interesting but now i think it still feels salesy because it's not personalized so i think if you take the time to record an audio for that person or a video message you will stand out and you will be massively visible yeah it's just like uh, networking isn't it really i mean i yeah. my personal experience i've had quite a lot lately last few months i've get someone connect with me and instantly the minute i press accept i get a message trying to trying to sell me something sell me their services and and it's got to the point now where i just go back to them saying no i'm really not interested in this type of thing i'd, I'd want to build a relationship first and then they disappear <laughs> yeah i know it's sad and i do feel sorry for people because i know they've probably heard linkedin's great for sales but you need to realize it can take time if yeah. you're lucky and if you've got a product you know and it's an amazing product and um, maybe you will be able to sell straight away especially if people are reaching out to you there's no reason why you can't say oh are you interested in my product blah blah blah, because they've reached out but when it's a service you have to build that relationship and you can't go like wham bam straight into it you have to warm them up and and the sad thing is if they only waited one or two messages they probably could go in with that but you need to build that little bit of relationship first, you know, just make the person feel special. Tell them why you want to connect with them, even if it's, you know, you belong to the same network, you live in the same area, you saw one of their posts, you thought it was really interesting. If you take the time to say that, people will really buy into you yeah. and um, trust you because you've actually taken that time to check them out. And so many people don't take the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to get the best out of the platform, is it best to have a premium profile? I'm all about the organic reach, milk and the free platform for what it's worth. <laughs> I think, you know, so for those listening who are new to LinkedIn, there are three versions. So you've got the free version, then you've got premium, which is one step up, and then you've got sales navigator. So I think get the free version working for you 100%. And the reason you would upgrade to premium would be for extra search, search functionality. Okay. Um, it doesn't make your account any more premium. It doesn't mean you're going to show up more in search results. So if you don't have the right keywords or you've got a badly optimized profile, by paying for premium, you're kind of throwing your money away. The only reason you go up to premium is if you want to do a lot of searches. So maybe you, you're doing some outreach, business outreach, and you think, you know, next month I'm actually going to focus completely to search then by all means upgrade i'd say upgrade for free for 30 days do that search and then come back down so unless you're always going to be doing that level of search unless you're a sales company maybe or a recruiter you're not going to really need it you're only going to need it when you're doing that massive search mm -hmm. um, other than that you can really get the free version working for you um brilliantly 
Um, and then for people, there will be certain people who will want to upgrade to, to be honest, if I had to choose between premium or sales navigator, I would choose sales navigator because it has um, a lot more search functionality. You can really filter it down to um, a lot more specific information of individuals, how much money they earn, the size of the companies. You can just put a lot more in there. Uh, so for me, premium, it's it's not all that. Um, I probably would upgrade to Sales Navigator. And okay. I suppose one positive that premium and Sales Navigator have over the free version is that you get access to LinkedIn Learning. And there are some great courses up there. But I think a lot of people upgrade and then they don't have the time to do the learning. So ask yourself, are you actually going to be focused on search or learning that particular month? If you're not, you'll just get as much out of the free version. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so how can people target specific audiences for their business? What's the best way to approach potential clients? Um, number one, like to your profile, having the right keywords so that you're found. Then number two, just tailoring your content to that target audience and doing your research and knowing, you know, what are the problems that that audience has and um, answering questions, just being a valuable resource and putting a lot of information out there. I think number three, finding groups where those ta that target audience hang out mm -hmm. and reaching out to people in those groups. Um, number four, learning how to use search properly, because a lot of people never use search. If I'm honest, I'd say 95% of my clients, when I meet them for a strategy session, I'm like, have you done search? Let's have a look. And, <laughs> no. and I'm like, OK, this explains it. So learn to use the search bar on LinkedIn and learn to filter down, you know, to what you want, whether, you know, if you're only looking for particular businesses in, a, in Devon or London, just filter it down and, you know, tap into your network as well. So you might want, I don't know, maybe you're wanting to reach, because we're about in Devon, you want to reach somebody in Devon who works in um, agriculture or particular industry. Yep. So you can put the keywords in, I don't know, agriculture specialist or expert, whatever they're called, put it in the search bar, but you could filter by people and first of all, see, have I got anyone in my network that has this? And if I don't, then, tap, you know, there is a drop down menu where you can also tag in your second degree connections. So maybe you don't have anyone immediate in your in your immediate first degree network, but you see that Lee or myself we're connected to somebody. I don't know why I picked it agriculture, but I see where I'm going with this. You can see that we know somebody who works in that company or industry that you want to talk to. Well, don't be shy. Reach out to myself or Lee and say, you know, hi, Jennifer, I see that you're connected to Mary at XYZ. I would love to have a chat with her. Would you know, would you please give me an introduction? Um, and, and you can basically, I think the more context you can give, the better. And say, you know, say to Mary that you want to uh, that I want to talk to her because of X, Y, Z. And I will have no problem introducing you because an introduction, I think a lot of people get sensitive about it and they think it's a referral. It's not a referral. It's similar to being at a face to face event and somebody comes up. I'm chatting to Lee and somebody else comes to the table and I go, you know, Mark, this is Lee. Lee, this is Mark. This is what they do. It's an introduction. It's a yeah. nice thing to do. I'm not saying. I've worked with Lee or Mark. It's up to you to kind of do your own kind of research and have that chat. Um, so, 
I think yeah. I, I have had people before I've personally asked and most people are kind and they'll do it, but other people are like, I don't know them. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not even asking, do you know them? I can, you're connected to them. I'm asking, mm-hmm. you introduce me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a chat with them. So I think tapping into your second degree network is a great thing to do because you're usually only one person away from a great opportunity. And that's what LinkedIn's all about. It's not just about your immediate network, your first degree connections. You've also got access to your second and third. I've never had to go as far as my third. I'm usually only one person away from a company or a person that I want to speak to. Mm -hmm. So it's about leaning in and asking for those introductions. And hopefully people in Devon are nice. They will give you those introductions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I understand what you're saying there. That's what we do with your your partnerships. You know, we, we if we think somebody's got synergy or they want an introduction to someone we yeah. we do that or we'll, we'll do an email or we'll actually or a linkedin message actually to the to the two people and then just step back we've opened the door and then you know it's, it's over to you now you know to do all your research and everything yeah. like you just said but yeah exactly and i like the way you say um step back because what i would do as well there is a way when you've introduced two people in a message if you go to the top right hand um, corner of the message there's a few dots three dots if you click on that there's a drop down and you get the option to leave mm-hmm. so you kind of you can just leave them to it and that's what i do because otherwise there's loads of messages with, you know what's your number <laughs> what's your email like, i'm out of here i don't need to be here for this part but yeah it's just a quick introduction and go and it's over to the other person so yeah. i think a lot of people do equate it to a recommendation um but it's not it's an introduction and like you said it's up to them to kind of have a chat and figure out then if they if they're the right fit or if they have a synergy exactly introduction is all you need people are so grateful just for that introduction and nothing else really but but that's great yeah um company pages now this is one that, that that gets me as well company pages what is the best way to use them Okay, um, I think if you're a business owner, you definitely need a profile and a company page. I know a lot of people say you don't because you get more reach on your personal profile. Uh, and that is definitely true. You will because you'll probably have more followers or connections on your personal profile as well. And people will always buy people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I do think you need a business page as well because when you connect with somebody as an individual, they're connecting with you they may not necessarily be interested in your service or your product okay but when people follow your company page they will follow it if they're interested in 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 what you do specifically so you can be a bit more salesy on your company page and the great thing about a company page is it reads like an online resource like an online magazine all of your posts are in one place whereas if you post about something as an individual on your profile it will disappear off the home feed within a day or two, unless it goes viral. And not everybody knows how to look up the activity of your profile to see where was that post. Whereas if they go to your company page, it's like a resource hub for your target audience, your clients all in one place, and they can easily scroll and find the information. So it's great for building brand awareness. It will never get as much engagement. but don't, don't worry too much about the likes or comments on your company page. It's about just getting your brand visibility out there and it will lead to direct messages behind the scenes, you know, so you may not get mm. the most comments. Um, and one way to combat that is if you are sharing a post on your company page, if you've got a graphic, if you have relevant people to that 
post, tag in 30 people in the graphic. So anytime I do that, if anyone scrolls on my company page, you will see some of my posts are really engaged. And it's usually when I've tagged in people. Okay. Um, so that's a way to get more engagement. But I use it mainly for brand positioning. Um, there's two reasons really why you need a company page. One is brand positioning because you create that page, you create that logo. And then when somebody looks on your personal profile at the very top, they'll see your company and they'll see that branded logo. Otherwise, if you don't have a company page, it'll be grayed out. So it always looks a bit suspect. Like, right. what is that a real business? What is that? So just from a purely like brand positioning kind of credibility point of view, it makes you look like you've got a proper business. And it's also another place for people to find you. They might forget your name like Jennifer but they might remember my name my company my super connector mm. and they'll find me via the page um the second reason you need a company page is for paid advertising but like I said I'm all about squeezing the organic reach and LinkedIn advertising is expensive for pay per click in comparison to Facebook it's really expensive and it's really for big companies you know okay. they can spend thousands and they will only get you know a few hundred a few thousand likes whereas I teach people how to get organic um free likes and I've actually grown I think last year this time last year I probably had about 200 followers on my company page now I've got 4,200 cool. yeah so I've built it <laughs> organically over the year um and there is like there are ways of doing it. Um, I've just created an online course as well. If anybody is interested, and I've made it like really accessible, thirty-seven pounds. And I teach people how to create their company page, how to optimize it, how to check their analytics. A lot of people don't know how to explore the mm -hmm. analytics. And you can also curate content in the back of your company page, which is a really good feature. So you can see what posts are trending on LinkedIn and what you can share. Um, and you can invite people organically to like your page every month. So when I first started, I had hardly any followers. I was allowed to invite 100 people a month within my network to mm -hmm. like my page. Now, the more active I've got, it's jumped. So it jumped from 100 a month to 150 to 200 to 250. So now I'm allowed to invite 250 of my connections every month to follow my page. So that's really great. You know, if you even if you start with 100, you can get 1200 organic eyeballs on your company page. Mm. And that's loads. And I, I would give my main advice would be if you are starting to invite people to follow your page, start with your clients first and your suppliers and your partners, because they're already interested in what you do. And, you know, build the audience first, get a few hundred people on it before you start worrying about content. Okay. There's no point pushing out content when you've no followers on the page. <laughs> so don't worry if you have the page, you create the page, it looks great, and you don't actually do any content for a while. That's fine. It's still a lot better than having no page. Mm, brilliant. That's good. That, that, uh, it's good for me because I've got a page um, for my other business, Love Hygiene, and um, I don't actually use it. So now I know how to use it. So thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> um, can you schedule posts as well? How can you, you do can, that? Then you can. Um, I'm not a fan of scheduling on the personal profile because I think that comes across as real spammy and mm. people by people. But I think it's absolutely fine to schedule to your company page. It's very okay. much kind of like the same concept as a Facebook business page. Um, so there are lots of third party uh, tools you can you can use um, in my course. I've kind of partnered up with Agora Pulse. They're a really good platform and another good platform is Hootsuite. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely, you know, by all means, schedule to your company page. But I, I, I would say don't do it to your personal profile because it can come across a bit spammy and it will turn people off you if, if, if they feel this is a bit automated because your profile is like a living thing. It's you, whereas your page is more of a businessy thing. So it's fine if they're scheduled. Okay. Um, one thing that's just come to mind as well. The LinkedIn stories appeared. Have they gone? <laughs> oh, they're still there. I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think they're great. I'm not a massive fan. I think they work a lot better over on Instagram. And the people mm. using stories on LinkedIn are the people who are on Instagram already doing their stories. <laughs> um, I don't get much reach. You know, I've tried them both on my personal profile, on my company page. On my company page, I've got zero eyeballs. Right. Uh, as an individual i don't get many i i still get far more reach if i even if i did a two sentence post on the home feed i'd get more reach than i would from a linkedin story so i think if you are you know gifted graphically and you can make a nice story go for it you know because this could be an area for you to stand out um so or if you're already on instagram and you're creating them well why not repurpose them for linkedin mm. you know? maybe do a little tweak here or there but if you've already got them and you're on Instagram definitely if not you know I know most of my target audience are not looking at them and most of the people I see using stories are in marketing so they're like kind of my competition if you will so um, ask yourself are your target clients going to look at them because like you said sometimes they can disappear off your app you're kind of like where's it gone is it there I think there was a bit of hype when they first launched but uh, yeah, I'm not sold on them. But no. like I said, if you are gifted, go for it because you you could maybe start, you know, especially if you're a graphic designer, you know, something like that. Mm. Why not? That is going to be a place where you can create amazing, amazing visuals or, or maybe even if, you know, you love video and, you know, if that's your expertise, it could be an area for you just to shine. But for me, um, the fact that they disappear after 24 hours as well, I'm a bit like, mm. I, I know my exactly my posts on the home feed usually last and, and the algorithm has changed over the last few months and you seem to be getting a bit more longevity out of some posts. Some of my posts are still going after a week or two. So yeah, for me, I think kind of return on investment wise, it makes more sense for me to kind of hang out on the home feed than the stories. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. I think this this is going to be so good for businesses listening to this, and they'll want to get in touch with you, get in contact, and connect with you. So I think it's important that we tell them or you tell them about your monthly Ask Me Anything that you do. Yeah, um, I do a LinkedIn Live once a month. It's the first Wednesday of the month, um, eleven to half eleven, and it's literally a come along, pick my brain session. If you join in the live, you can ask me questions um, live in the comments, or if you join the event page for the live, you can ask a question in there if you feel more comfortable asking it. And I can touch on absolutely anything. Um, if you miss it live, there's always a replay as well, so you can always reach out and say what was the recent replay and I touch on anything from LinkedIn profiles to company pages to stories events groups content strategy connection strategy anything really it's just come along there's a mix of uh, you get like individuals job seekers students business owners um, companies HR managers and it's a good opportunity to learn and to network as well because you never know who'll be on the live and you could, you know, build your network, you could see somebody commenting and go, actually, I need help with that, you know, yes. and likewise, if you do a 
a good question or a good comment, people could reach out to you on the back of that as well. So I always think of lives as an event, uh, not just a place to learn, but a place to hang out. Because like I said, when you drop a comment anywhere on LinkedIn, people will see your headshot and your headline. So always make sure that you've got a good headshot and a headline. Um, because and especially if you do a clever question or a clever <laughs> comment, I've had a lot of people reach out to me on the back of comments. So they're not even like my posts. It could be a comment on somebody else's, but they just liked what I said. So it's 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 great if you're what I love about LinkedIn is you don't always have to be creating your own content. You can so another LinkedIn trainer over in America, she said, you know, why be constantly creating your own party when you can join other parties on the home feed? And it's true because think about it, like if if you do a post and somebody comments on that post, you like that person, you remember that person, you know. So if you start to do that and give back the love to your network, by the time you do your post, maybe a week later, they'll hop on and give value back to you because um, it is networking as well. So a lot of people, they rush to put up posts and they're like, I'm getting no engagement. And then I say, well, what are you doing with your network? How often do you go on and like and comment their posts? Oh, never. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking at them. So I think the more you give on LinkedIn, the more you get back. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I've really, really enjoyed this. It's so good to go through all this. You've got some expert advice and tips there. It's so good. Really good. And especially because this is the 50th, 50th episode, I'm so pleased that you came on for this. So um, how can people find you? Where can they get hold of you? I will put some details in the show description, but it's nice to, for you to tell everybody as well. Yeah, brilliant. So on LinkedIn, obviously. So I'm Jennifer Corcoran and my website is www.mysuperconnector.co.uk so I'd say both of those ways really but come and connect to me first on LinkedIn and if you want to check out anything like I can I can invite you on to my next live I've got a group on LinkedIn as well called networking tips with my super connector if we connect I can invite you into the group invite you into the next event and um, so that's probably the best place Brilliant. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks a million. I can't believe we've reached the 50th episode and we only started it in October 2020. So thank you so much for all your support. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Like, comment, share it, tell everybody about it and see if we can get some more listeners because it's all out there to help business owners and to help the people that come onto the podcast as well. So see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Business Networking Show brought to you by Your Partnerships. Check out all our upcoming networking events at yourpartnerships.co.uk.